This podcast contains explicit language. Discretion is advised. Nothing for you. Look at Sweetie sitting on her cloud of judgment. Starting tonight, I am going to teach you how to live. Driver picks the music. Shotgun shuts his cake hole. I'm an old man. I hate everything but the What's Streaming podcast. Ooh, it's done now. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the What's Streaming podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Brandon. And I am Ben. That is Ben. He is a very special guest of ours today. I've known Ben for long enough. <laughs> long enough. Long enough. No, he's a We dean. should fix that. Yeah, right. it's, it's been long enough. Right. Are, you, are you breaking up with me? Is that what <laughs> He's a and d buddy of mine, and uh, we got together, and we got him on here. So thank you, Ben, for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited. I'm super excited you're here. And actually, Ben is an active Twitch streamer as Hell well, yeah. too. Hell yeah. <laughs> he is the... Uh, you're not potato. He's the maple of Maple Potato. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Potato is my wife. We stream together. <laughs> And you do a lot of, uh, is it still Stardew Valley content? or? Yeah, I do. Right, right now we're doing Stardew Valley. We've also done, I like to play Valheim. We do Phasmophobia uh, sometimes. We want some spooky streams. And we also play Dream Daddy Dating Simulator. <laughs> I didn't know the last one. That's fantastic. I know I watched you play, uh, what is it, Attack the Tower or Attack the Spire, right? Oh, Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire, yeah. 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 I was doing that for a while. That's you a got game. me into that game. I fucking love that game. <laughs> if anybody's curious why I've been quiet... I don't really play games, but this is fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> He's enjoying this, that's fair. Uh, your Twitch recently did a successful charity event too, right? Yeah, we actually did two in one week. Um, we were doing, going to devote the whole week to Able Gamers. Uh, Steve Spawn, the guy who runs it, wanted to raise a million dollars. Able Gamers uh, creates adaptive controllers with, for people with disabilities um, so that everyone can game. And so they, they make them, they do the research, they give them away for free. They're really cool. But then um, that whole nasty um shooting happened in atlanta right and so we changed our charity stream over the weekend to benefit stop uh, aapi hate aapi stands for asian americans and pacific islanders that's very that's cool, awesome man. yeah yeah like you you're making me feel like shit you know? <laughs> uh, i mean like so far you're definitely the best person on this podcast right. including no. us like <laughs> yeah yeah for we're sure. shitheads <laughs> we just we just figure like um we there's definitely a point at which where you take it as a responsibility to try and uh, at least talk about these things sometimes. Well, so. I'm a part of your community, like your Discord community, mm-hmm. and it's it's nothing but love in that place. I oh, mean, we, that's what we try. Thank right? you. <laughs> right before we even started this, uh, before our first episode, when I finally got the intro to this put together, I posted it in your Discord and got some feedback on it. Like, it, oh sweet, yeah, yeah. it was like mm-hmm. where everyone uh, posts their drawings. I was like, look at this audio <laughs> thing I did. <laughs> this took me five hours. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's great to have you here, man. I'm excited to disagree with you about some stuff. Hell yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Uh, honorable mentions for me. I'm just gonna say I've been watching so much Hell's Kitchen. Like I can't, I can't get <laughs> really? off this. Yeah, I can't get off this reality kick. It started with Discovery Plus, and I was watching uh, Forged in Fire. Right. And I do love like my pawn. I talk about. I feel like every fucking week now, Pawn Stars and uh, American <laughs> Pickers and stuff. But Hell's Kitchen is back, and I didn't know that until uh, they're like close to the end of the season. Me and my wife. That's like our reality show. Like that's the show that we will just sit and binge. And just, you know, make fun of the people. Like, you can't burn on the line, you know? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so a lot of Hell's Kitchen recently. That's what I've been burning through. Uh, Funny enough, speaking of Hell's Kitchen, I just saw a Twitter post. 
And I was like, could you imagine if Bob Ross and Gordon Ramsay had swapped jobs? <laughs> That'd be it's amazing. Like, you got Bob Ross who's like, oh, the chicken's a little undercooked, but it's okay. We can toss that in for a couple minutes. <laughs> and then you got Gordon Ramsay like, do these look like fucking trees to you? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> trees. That's, that's beautiful. I love it. I've been watching Eureka. Been rewatching yeah. oh, it. Oh, Eureka. Nice. That's a yeah. good one. Um, almost done with season three. That's the so, sci-fi original, right? Yeah, fun, quirky show from 06. Right. And then I'm almost done with my latest rewatch of New Girl. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So that's always a fun one. I'm due for my Scrubs rewatch. It's, it's been Oh, a yeah. Well, Queen's yeah. never seen it, so I'm like, oh, what is what? wrong with oh, her? Well, I actually, coming <laughs> back a little bit, um, our anime episode got her inspired a little bit. Okay. She started watching Sailor Moon. Oh, I, nice. Right. I couldn't i tried, <laughs> I, tried. I, I did try but i also started watching demon slayer too from jordan's uh recommendations so. don't need to do that right you're you're welcome jordan and i also got her on death note so okay. i showed the first yeah. couple episodes of death note she's into it so a lot, lot happening in the in the cuds household <laughs> <laughs> very nice what about you ben anything just uh on well the, on it's cuff? interesting that you mentioned hell's kitchen we a couple weeks ago, we, Dina, my wife, and I were just like, you know what we should do? We should go back to season one of MasterChef and binge the entire fucking series. <laughs> oh, man. And we are on season three or four right now. We just started. I forget which fucking season it is, but yeah. I, I think it's season four. Ten. We're on, they we're, just finished we're, ten. Yeah, we're on it's four. a lot of meals. We've yeah. watched them up until that point. I don't... The first, like, four or five, we had never watched together. Right. So we're going back and doing that. And we've also been watching Hell's Kitchen. They get. I will say the Master Chefs get better over time. They do. They yeah. do. Uh, we just we just watched Christine. Um, she's uh, she's blind and she won yeah. the whole freaking wow. series. Yeah, it's nuts. Spoil like spoilers from twenty thirteen. <laughs> right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that's such a cool season. She is freaking. Uh, she's a badass. That's right. cool. Yeah. And actually, the Master Chef Juniors infuriate me. Oh my god, <laughs> Master Chef Junior. Yeah. <laughs> like at the same point, you're like. Um, what's that one kid, the first kid that won, Alexa, or, boy, I can't remember his name, but, like, you know, they're doing these amazing things, and, like, I like to cook, you know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I can hang, <laughs> but, like, I'm watching this kid, I'm like, wow. Yeah, like, <laughs> these kids are making me feel like shit about my life at this right, point. Right. Like, I can make mac and cheese, grilled cheese. <laughs> I will speak, I'm gonna shit on your household, no... Not a lot of people in your house cook. <laughs> no, we've been getting better. Uh, have you? Oh. Yeah, I've been. Uh, there's a Chipotle chicken uh, remake. Ordering recipe. Chipotle does not count. <laughs> Chipotle <laughs> remake right. recipe. I got all the all the shit for the seasoning. And okay. Gonna cook the chicken in it. Do like a, an actual burrito. Nice. The only the only thing that I just can never get is the rice. It's always I can't too cook, soft. I, I can't. I can't cook rice either. I fuck up rice every time. I mean. You did that that one time. You made uh, the rice with the was it the milk and cream? It was like a dessert. Oh yeah, rice pudding. Yeah, yeah, that shit was awesome. Yeah, rice pudding can be pretty good if you make it right. Yeah, the secret is you have to put an egg in it at the end. Mm. All right, when it's still hot, you mix an egg in. Wow, that was fucking good. Kind of like a carbonara. When you do that, uh, that's what kinda. you do with carbonara. You just crack a raw egg. Yeah, in. yeah. Now I think about it. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Exactly. That gets you. <laughs> Except that. for dessert. Except for dessert. <laughs> that that creaminess. <laughs> the creme. Right. Well, um, not a good segue at all, but <laughs> um, uh, I watched Operation Operation Varsity Blues on Netflix. I've never heard of that. Does that have anything to do with the movie Varsity Blues? It it's much. It'll make you much angrier than that. <laughs> oh no! 
Uh, so, do you guys familiar with that uh, college scandal that happened recently, where uh, rich people were oh, paying? Oh, for yeah. yeah, the one with yeah. The, the Hallmark woman, right? Yeah, that's what this is all about. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. just dropped on Netflix. Uh, it's about an hour and forty minutes long, and I'm just gonna say at the beginning of it, you you go into it like, man, fuck rich people, like you know, that's, <laughs> that's the the gist. When you start getting into it, but I will say at the end, just to cut straight to it, you're. I, at least I ended up being more mad at the colleges mm, than the actual parents and the rich people that helped portray this whole scheme. So, for anyone who's not familiar, there's a guy named Rick Singer, and he used to work for um, athletic programs. Like, he was a basketball coach at a college level, and he got fired from it because he was too, well, one, he was very aggressive, like, mm. very, very aggressive. And one year, his team uh, went like, uh, two and eighteen, or like he just—they just fucking lost real hard, and <laughs> uh, so he was fired. And because of that, he basically invented this whole scheme about. Uh, he called it his side door. So, why that references is that there's using the front door to get into a college where you apply, you try really hard, you do your best, mm-hmm. you try to get in. There's the back door, which is like, hey. Here's a donation of fifty million dollars, and that Otherwise doesn't guarantee. known as the devil's doorbell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's fifty million dollars. Please highly consider my child for right. your. Yeah. And then Rick had this thing called the side door. So what he would do for like a fraction of the money, just to kind of sum this up, is like you would give him, let's say five hundred thousand dollars. But you would do this by making a donation to his uh, nonprofit company, okay. which is important. It's nonprofit because he doesn't pay taxes. Mm. Right. But the whole idea is that this company is acting as like a, a facade or a shell that he and a team of people uh, help coach your children into becoming an ideal college applicant. Right. Whether that's Stanley, UCLA, oh, Harvard. You know, that's the business model uh, for this face. When you make that donation to that company, what really happens is he takes that money, a good chunk of it, and then bribes one of the athletic directors (laughs) for, generally for Stan, Stanford, I think, was the big one that had a lot. Um, He would take a chunk of that, bribe the the administrator, and then they would just say that your child is a polo player. Or, uh, oh, you know, like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, or they're on the robo team, you know, it's not like, even just like you're, you're in, it's you're kind of a player. Not really. Right. No, like they didn't, the, like, you're so, player on paper. Yeah. You're player on paper. You don't show up to practice or anything. Wow. Like kid, and a lot of the kids, Ballsy. yeah, a lot of the kids didn't even know this was happening. I actually feel pretty bad Jeez. for the kids, to be honest with you. Um, that's the whole scheme in a nutshell, right? You pay the shell company, the shell company bribes the athletic director, and then the athletic director goes to the admissions office and says, like, hey, this student is a prime athlete. He's in. And the admissions goes, okay. You know? Like, and that's how he was able to just open make a side kid, door. Open Such a, a side fascinating door. scheme. It really, it's an awesome hustle. Kudos to Like, that yeah. took some work. It's, well, they talk about it, too. Rick, uh, Rick Singer, this, well, the guy like made all this up. Like, he was the kind of dude that, like, never slept worked 24 7 didn't have any friends like you know like he wouldn't rent hotels he would just book a flight and then sleep on the plane oh, wow. to his next location like he he was a go-getter you know okay. 
very driven. Um, and because of that, that's how he was able to pull this off. Like right. all these different families. I think they indicted fifty, but you know, Oof. there's there's more Oof. out there. Like it's a huge case. It's bananas case. Because <laughs> when they talk about it, like generally with like uh, something like this, where it's like racketeering or even with like with drugs, you know, like usually you pin down a little guy and then the little guy takes you to the next guy. Right. Next guy, you know, up to you get to the yeah. kingpin. In this scenario, they had the kingpin. Like they had Rick. They had to like, trickle mm-hmm. down. You're right. So and what they did, it's like, hey, like, do you want to go to jail forever? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Call everybody that, and they did. He sat in an office wow. with the FBI Ooh. and just called people that he made deals with. And he's like, he put up a front that he was being audited. Uh, and so on the call, he'd be like, hey, so you know, and you're along with it, that money you gave me to bribe that coach, we're going to say it was And then they would say, okay, okay, I get it. You know, and there, boom. Proof. Indicted. 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 It's a green to a crime right there. Like, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. So, uh, it really, and why <laughs> I say you're, you're matter at the colleges by the end is because they talk about how the reason this happened was two things one school rankings like as far as like you know magazines come out every year these are the top five top ten top whatever that reason those rankings is exist has nothing to do with the actual education you're getting like it's not a higher caliber than any like stanford is not a higher caliber than bsu you know or any other college yeah it's more steamed it's it's a badge it's a bragging point Mm -hmm, you know Mm -hmm. that's what you're stanford yeah (laughs) exactly um that's what you're paying for and that combined with the other thing which is like lack of oversight Mm. these colleges they just didn't care where the money was coming from they're like donation cool Mm. whatever and then on to the next one right Most of the uh, athletic directors, actually, they spent... It's like a politician. They spent 80% of their time fundraising, Mm, 20% of their time actually coaching or doing work. Right. So, by the end of it, and, like, after this whole case and everything's happened, all it's done is lifted these colleges and their personas and their... um, What would you call it? Brands. Brands. Thank you. It's just lifted it higher, you know? It's like, wow, if these rich people are, are like, these... the, The 1% are willing to go to jail... To yeah. get their kids into here, these places must be fucking amazing. Oh, you know? oh god, man! Uh, I think I physically hurt right now. Yeah, that's yeah. so much. Did, didn't that sentence yeah. just suck? Yeah, I just, <laughs> holy shit! Like, oh, like daggers in my brain. Exactly. Oh, man. So, like, now that I've kind of told you what it is, <laughs> let me tell you that it's absolutely worth a watch, especially if you don't. Sounds interesting. If you don't really know, like, because going into it, I knew the scandal happened, but. I didn't really know the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, so. I knew that there were some famous people associated, and they went to jail, and right, it was a big thing. But I never really read into it. And a fun fact too, like the actors that they are portraying, because you know they're not using actual Rick Singer or anything <laughs> like that. But for the dialogue that you see um, happening between the the uh, parents and Rick Singer, they're actual like lifts from. The FBI wiretaps. No, oh, wow. That's, uh, they did. Wow. So the dialogue. That's interesting. There's some of it that they even say, like, there's some of it that's blended just for the sake of time in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, like the dialogues you're seeing are like actual conversations that Rick had wow. with these parents. Like, so it really, really like helps sell the. 
that's the that's really really I, that's fat i'm gonna have i didn't know that that existed i'm gonna have to watch it yeah that's yeah fascinating wow. it's an hour and 40 minutes and for a documentary it flew by like nice. it really i watched well, it at like one in the morning i was drag ass <laughs> tired but i was like you know i, I gotta watch this and i did <laughs> and it, it didn't it didn't hurt you know <laughs> it was absolutely worth the time even if you're not in documentaries just knowing about this and yeah being aware of it i think is kind of important like just yeah, to know shit. what the fuck actually happened and what's <laughs> going on. Well, kind of going from something that did happen, uh, my movie is something that could happen. Ooh. Uh, I watched Cherry, the new Tom Holland movie written and directed oh, by the Russo oh, brothers. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, on yeah. On Apple Plus. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting, okay. It's, it's, it's dark Tom Holland. Sad dark Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah. Sad Tom and Holland. Interesting. It's, it's always fun to see an actor... Especially someone like Tom Holland, who we met as Spider-Man, right? Or right. or Billy Elliot, if who you is know, like that. a favorite in a like comedy action, like yeah. yeah. And he's the it, go-to. Yeah, it was a lot more serious. Like the movie starts off, and he's in college. He meets this girl, and he kind of breaks the fourth wall too, which is is cool because he does it in scene. So from like okay. a filmmaking really? standpoint, okay. it was really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he falls for this girl, um, and he even says like you you know that this is gonna be bad, but you kind of <laughs> do it anyways. Like you have that feeling that this is where it all goes south. Okay. And okay. Um, she tells him that she's moving away, and he he kind of freaks out, and he realizes he kind of wants to break break the wheel that he's on he he doesn't live the the best life um but he is in college he lives in the dorm but you see where he's from and it's kind of from the the lower sides okay um so to try and break that wheel he joins the army oh okay okay then she says i'm not leaving it's like well i am (laughs) i am do some crap the the movie's kind of broken into five different parts um there's kind of the the college the army, when he comes home, the after home, and then the, the finale. Oh, so it actually feels like chapters almost. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I don't know if you actually get his name, or if you do and his name is Cherry, there's a moment where somebody says, your cherry's popped. And that's okay. kind of, that's, it's a very specific moment, and I, it's a specific moment for the character. Mm, I actually like okay. when stories do that. Like one of my favorite books is The Road by Cormac yeah. McCarthy, and you never learn. It's the boy and child, like yeah. you know, or boy, boy and uh, man, father. boy or and man, I think man. It is. yeah. Mm. But uh, actually, I'm more intrigued that you never learn his name because it kind of yeah. is like this could be anybody. Like, exactly. Yeah. And so he he sees some shit in the army, and he comes home and has to deal with that. In the present time of the movie, it takes place in like 2007. Okay. Um, or 2007 to 17. So it's... All right. It's... The the story is about him kind of dealing with the PTSD that he has. Right. His lean into drugs and how that spirals down. Mm. Um, and how he starts robbing banks. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, the, the trailer for the movie starts off with him sliding a, a $1 bill onto the <laughs> counter. And on it, it says, I have a gun. And he flips it over, like, very awkwardly, and right. it says, this is a robbery. Mm. How did I miss... I don't remember... I saw a different trailer. <laughs> like, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. So, it, it's definitely worth the watch. It's a hard drama. 
Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. it's 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 not like, you know, pie kind okay. of heavy. Okay. Or um oh what's the what's the other movie with Jared Leto? Oh, of Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. It's yeah. not Ooh. nothing like that, but sure. it is just like this could happen to anybody who who has this kind of of life background. That Sounds yeah. like it's an interesting mix of like the hard realism, but also a little bit of existentialism thrown in there with the fact of with the, you don't know the name and yeah, um, yeah. So, so the the kind of the the breaking of the dramatic forms and stuff like that is, is a little like that yeah it just seems a little existentialist that's neat yeah it was, well, I, it was I love the fact that's tom holland too because i remember what was the first dramatic role that jim carrey did it was number 23 is that Might right have been number 23 yeah. yeah but like i i love seeing those transformations you know like yeah we're just like an actor it's like oh you're a funny man and then like oh you oh get, no you're not <laughs> funny man. you get to see the the acting chops right yeah. like yeah. you you know him as spider-man but love it's good to see what they someone's do. Range. Yeah, absolutely. Then I love one of the things that I love most about watching movies, um, specifically for first-time directors. Um, I like first-time directors, but I also like first-time directors who are actors because oh, okay. they're coming from a a different place than most directors. Mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. So they have that that kind of side into it, and you see that a little bit in um, in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. With um, Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Who she was an actor, and obviously John Favreau is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see those different sides, and they talk about it, and it is fun, right? Yeah. yeah. So Cherry Apple TV Plus, I think it's worth the watch. It's about two hours twenty minutes. Okay, That's it a long does one, okay. does feel slow at times, but it it ramps up and it keeps you. It going. sounds like it's got like it's gonna pay off though. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely worth the watch. Even if you're just in it for Tom Holland to see him do some crazy shit, right? Yeah, like it is, it is completely different than what you would think he would do. That's right. cool, and that's, that's super cool. That's well, you have a I metal arm, you know, yeah. <laughs> not to like give me the fucking money. <laughs> Very cool. Well, time for us to stop flapping our lips. Ben, our guest, what did you watch? Um, so. You're re- you hope you're ready for a complete tonal 180. Okay. I watched Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus. Nice. <laughs> I watched that a couple weeks ago. Oh, very cool. <laughs> what do you um, think about it? So, um it's still $30 on Disney Plus until what is it, June or July? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Um, I don't want my time back, but I want my thirty bucks back. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of how I feel in that's my broad strokes like it was okay um there it the movie has some definite positives and like so uh we have a uh daughter who's about 15 months old um and so we wanted to pick a disney a disney movie because it's something we could just like watch while she's around um and also like a little bit of a public service i guess like hey i spent 30 bucks so you don't have to kind of thing <laughs> i should i should mention too like i know we covered this one last week but we actually asked ben to watch this because he is a family with a daughter and so i kind of wanted to get that perspective of it too yeah and i think that for me if you do have kids and they're like clawing at the walls for something new to watch <laughs> might be worth shelling out right now if you really need it but if you want to actually sit down 
yourself like if you're gonna watch it with all your kids you're gonna get in your pjs you're gonna pop some popcorn and just like have a nice time with the family yeah you can do that with this movie but if you're gonna sit there and watch it and think about it wait till it's wait till it's it's free free. so the good points i want to start with the good um um (laughs) it was uh i this movie was different in a lot of ways than a traditional Disney film. There's no mu- there's no well there's music, but there's no songs. Right. Um, yeah, it's not like a musical or anything. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a musical movie. It's set up very differently. They do a ton of really freaking cool world building. They do. Um like way more than I've seen in other in other Disney films and the cast of characters is pretty large. And so there's lots of fun meet people to meet, meeple. <laughs> there's lots of fun people to meet and there's lots of cool places to go. Um However, the movie is brought down on several points. The first point is that uh, Sisu, the last dragon, i.e. the titular char- the other titular character and kind of the entire point <laughs> of the movie, is the worst Disney character I think I have ever watched. I'm <laughs> awful. Love, From the everything. design to the writing to the performance. Fucking atrocious. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um... It's like they spend all this time talking up the dragons, and it's kind of like they wanted it to be an Aladdin moment, where Aladdin finds the genie, and it's bo- it's this super cool, powerful thing, and it pops out, and hey, it's a ridiculous, wacky Robin Williams. And so they do all that, except the character's not funny, or interesting, or good at anything. I, or... I did find the <laughs> some of the better moments for that character were when... She touches the different shards. Yeah, like she had some okay moments. She had some moments that were fine. Um, and yeah, you, I think you're right. Like they kind of bring it back a little bit. I still I can't get over how terrible the design is, <laughs> and just how terrible the writing the writing is. Now I do I do want to ask you because I felt like the ending was kind of given to us in the beginning. I felt like I had the ending figured out. In the most basic terms, yeah, this, uh, yeah, it did, the movie didn't really give me many surprises, and uh, my big problem with this movie was tonal whiplash. It mm. set, it was set up as this super like um, serious story, and I was, I was down, I was into it. I was like, okay, we're doing like a, we're doing like a, a you know, a um, slightly. Uh, slightly more PG-13, like Mad Max Disney kind of thing here. I like it. I dig it. This is a cool tone. And then, like, Jar Jar Binks as a dragon (laughs) pop out. And... God. Yeah, it's it's that bad. It's awful. It's as... As the tone... The way that Sisu ruins the tone is as bad as Jar Jar Binks ruining the tone in Star Wars. Like, it's as bad for me. Um... I feel like the movie falls down as well with um, the main character, Raya, voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, who is freaking awesome, by the way. Really good performance, really cool character, mostly well-written with good moments, especially with her rival. But they have this thing where they want her to feel guilty about anything, everything, and she shouldn't. Nothing was her (laughs) fault, and she feels so guilty about it, and they they force these, like, really... These really like weird introspective scenes about her talking about how um, 
she feels so guilty, or not, she doesn't necessarily talk about that, but they they portray it like she feels so guilty about stuff. Like, this was all my fault. And yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, and, you did let her in, but... But, like, it wasn't your fault, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, everybody was clearly after this thing. Like, the thing is, yeah, she opened the door and, and, and let her in, but, like, everyone else was there, like, in moments. So how yeah. bad is security in general? <laughs> like, come on. Um... It just, that was like the the whole point of the movie is like she lets someone she trusts someone she shouldn't and it means that the last dragon gem gets gets all fucked up and stuff and anyway sorry um, <laughs> I think it also suffers a little bit because as many cool characters and locations as there are they don't spend enough time on any of them they don't like the whole the whole map is is named after parts of a dragon, mm-hmm. which they bring up and, and is cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I felt like they could have done more with, with the actual, with each location. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted more out of each one. I feel like this whole movie was Disney with each character as well, with the characters, except for Sisu, with every character and every location, Disney's like, Hey, here's a cool idea. You into it, you into it. And I'm like, yeah. And he's <laughs> like, okay, moving on. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but it, what no wait back over there um so yeah there's the it fell flat in a few areas for me it was okay i enjoyed it enough to that i don't regret watching it but not not worth your money i don't i don't think right now worth the time Um, but not worth the money yeah exactly i i the the i wish they had done more with the two rival characters I've, I wanted, could we just do like a, a a movie with less scope, just like about their relationship? Because they were both so freaking cool and they, they had were. such a neat interaction together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I it's just a movie that sabotaged its own strengths and that almost makes it me madder than if it had just been bad. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, when I watched it, I, I liked it. Um, I thought that the movie itself was was good um mm-hmm. i didn't mind sisu mostly because i'd kind of seen from the trailer mm, that, that it was going to be uh you know quirky and wacky yeah i i think one of those things too was the fact that all of the people in that world were like sisu was the one it was like the the big one the most mm-hmm. serious one and it turns out to be the run to the litter Right. And I think that's why they made it that way, is that was supposed to make it more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, in principle, I like that subversion of expectations that they were going for. Um, it just didn't come off as well for it you. Just, they just didn't execute it for me. That, and I, I think that's, that's my whole thing about the movie, is I am super engaged in all the concepts, but they were executed poorly. Okay, so in within the last couple months, there have been two animated Disney movies. There's been a soul... And there's Ben Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Both obviously were supposed to come out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Which one would you say was was better overall? Loved Soul. Uh, maybe not necessarily as great for kids, but like for you, if you like Disney movies as an adult, Soul is really, 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 really good. It has it's some home. issues with it. It's got some problematic things with it. Disney has a weird there's there's a, there's some weird things with it. Um, but overall, I really I really thought it was good. I was watching uh, Schaeferless Productions. He he's he reviews like so many freaking 
Disney movies on YouTube. And he made he made the point that it's a very intellectual movie as opposed to an emotional one, which means on the first watch through, it didn't hit as hard. But then he like went back and started thinking about it. And he's like, oh, actually, this is really cool. Uh, and I, I agree with that. I agree with that point a lot. I think that having thought about it afterward this the themes resonate with me more the more i think about it which i think is really cool soul i think was very very good and i i I bring up soul because the oscars list came out and it's up there for nomination for best animated oh nice that's good i i think of of the ones that came out i think that's probably got the best shot but we'll see when whenever those happen sometime next month i think so before we get into our group movie i have a little bit of a confession to make uh ben i might have used you as a bit of an experiment oh really (laughs) yeah because last week brandon covered ryu and the last dragon oh really (laughs) yes so like when you asked me it's like should i do this and i was like fuck yeah man go for it (laughs) because i kind of wanted to see like i wanted to see two different perspectives of that's fair okay okay so I, I fucked you a little bit. I hope you're not <laughs> mad. No, I'm not. That's that's actually really neat. No, and right. I I love to because having not known Ben, obviously, right, coming into when we hit our next movie in a minute, I'm excited. I'm equally scared now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's why. That's, but I love differing opinions. That's why I didn't. It's cool. I didn't talk like at all during that. I was just sitting here quietly laughing like a madman because I was like, "Yes, dance puppets." <laughs> 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 just back to Raya from if you look carefully at her face she's just like they turned Elsa into a dragon if you look very I carefully could, yeah, at her face I could see that that point was made to I don't remember where I got that point from but uh, uh, Dina was talking about that I can like, see oh, that shit, her whole color totally palette yeah. and everything yeah and like mm-hmm. a lightning bolt just like oh my yeah. god <laughs> and the eyes the eyes are really like Elsa's eyes and yeah. Elsa was like one of the weakest characters in the entire Frozen movie, so... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that fair. fair. That's a fair point. Like, yeah. I actually like the Frozen movies, and yeah, it's like, I'm sad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the, both Frozen movies, I, I, I don't think this is an original joke on my part. I don't remember where I got it from, so I apologize. But <laughs> both the Frozen movies are just a story about how Elsa can't go dress shopping without ruining everyone's lives. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's... <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's accurate. (laughs) She's such a bad character. Anna, I love Anna. She's one of the most interesting Disney characters. She's bubbly. Yeah, yeah, she's the she's the heart of the movie. But Elsa is just so goddamn boring. Uh, (laughs) Goddamn Brandon. Brandon. Okay, sorry, I got us off track. God, you made me angry with your dad jokes. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate it. But it's like every episode, there's always one. I'm like, son of a bitch. You never see it coming. I, I never do. It fucking hurts every time. But yeah, every time one of her like powerful songs comes on, I'm like, they're good songs. They're but I'm just like, songs. all right, get your costume change on. That's why we're here. Come <laughs> <Right>. on, <laughs> everybody, gather up. Well, now, all right. So first of all, we got a big hard spoiler alert. Yes. Oh yeah. We're gonna be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Indeed. Ooh. The four hour the f- epic yeah, the of sorts. Fucking four hour. <laughs> As I, I fucking hate you both as, for making me do this. Well, for making me spend four hours of my fucking life today watching this. It's oh man, I, it's funnier for me because on the last episode I talked about like how superhero I'm just fatigue. superhero burned out, <laughs> and then Brandon's like, "Hey, want to watch the Snyder cut?" Like, fuck. 
yeah. I was watching someone. I was going to yeah, watch I it either do. way. Yeah, I, knew I was. I was someone I follow on Twitter, uh, Matthew Kroll. He's part of uh, the Extra Credits um, channel, and he was like live tweeting his reactions to each part. <laughs> On okay, Saturday. Oh, and so on Sunday, what I uh, today, yeah, today, what I did while I was watching it is I watched the part and I went to view his reaction after I <laughs> clip it. by clip, yeah, clip by clip, and it was like a slow descent into madness. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really fun to watch, and like he he definitely echoed some of my thoughts. Well, before we kind of really dive into it, right? Hands down, I feel like it was better than the theatrical. I will say that, yeah, hundred percent. Because I remember watching it in theaters, unfortunately. And, unfortunately, <laughs> and yes, it is infinitely a better movie than the theatrical uh, reveal. I'll, ben, what are your thoughts? This is something I have also heard. Okay, <laughs> I, so I want to start us off. Uh, the only recent DC movie I saw, have seen is Wonder Woman, and it was the first one or nineteen eighty four. The first one. Okay. okay, and it was, eh, it was okay. Yeah, it was still better than the second. Well, one, I'll say. where do okay. you stand on uh, like I actually don't know like superhero movies in general. Like, where do you stand on them? So I really enjoy the Marvel films. I think that uh, they went on a little too long. I wasn't as into Endgame as I was Infinity War. Oh, um, okay, I think it's just because they 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 hit their formula they nail the formula every time but it's still the same formula in my opinion over and over again and like as 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 well as you do it after i've watched it so many times i'm like i'm getting a little bored of this you can only eat so much vanilla before you want chocolate right exactly (laughs) i will say that um guardians of the galaxy both of them some of my favorite movies just in general yeah and I also that and the uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok and that that yeah. stuck out enough. Yeah, to where it's like, Ragnarok is really really good. I still yep. need to see the second uh, Tom Holland Spider Man. Oh, I loved it. I'm a big Mysterio fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. the first Tom Holland. Tom Holland was a breath of fresh fucking air. He was up. like Andrew Garfield did a good job as Spider Man. Tobey Maguire did a good job as Peter mm-hmm. Parker. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland's got both. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think too, they casted somebody who's not fucking forty <laughs> yeah. as a teenager. Right. Yeah. And we also, I think the other reason it was a breath of fresh air was it wasn't an origin story. Yeah. We didn't have to see yeah. Uncle Ben die again. Again, right. son right. of a bitch. And that was the big joke when they had more <laughs> Spider-Man movies. Like we have to see him die again. again? No. <laughs> Stop it. Really? Stop it. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Don't fucking show us Ben dying again. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I stand generally on superhero movies okay, that's i fair. like marvel i haven't seen much of dc but i'm getting a little burned out i've Is, seen all the dc yes I, I well you've seen all of everything i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure of it um but i i admit I, I think i've seen almost all the marvel there was a couple that i missed out on like mm-hmm. uh, i didn't do the ant-mans admittedly oh, I, hear, was pretty fun. I hear they're great they I are do. good yeah. they're fun yeah uh, actually, I think that's the only one I didn't do. They lean Strange much more else. on the comedy side of action comedy. Right. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed them a it lot. It works really well for me. And the that's the shitty thing. I think they would have been right up my alley. I think I would have mm. loved them, but just, <laughs> I can't do anymore, man. Yeah, that's fair. And then for DC, I watched Batman vs. Superman. I watched Oof. Justice League. I'm I watched sorry. Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, after, after watching the Snyder Cut, things in batman superman make more sense yeah they do but like the, there's also the, a the snyder he was going there's also a snyder cut of batman or superman isn't there well there's that? the ultimate edition it's got like 10 more minutes it doesn't oh, really well, it doesn't anything. matter okay this yeah. was i'll say 99 percent zach's vision 
Right. Mm. Um, there's a there's a scene at the at the end with Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Um, that was supposed to be Green Lantern, but oh, Warner really? Warner Brothers said no. <laughs> really? Uh, well, I, I want somebody. I want somebody of color. He's like, so we'll do John Jones. That would have made Hunter. so much more fucking mm. sense, right? Mm. And that that's where and that when it comes down to it, I've learned throughout this whole process of because I've read some articles and stuff is right. Warner Brothers kind of a pile of dicks when it comes to <laughs> they don't to yeah. visions. Like mm-hmm. they brought Joss Whedon in after right. Zach left from his daughter. Um, and they, I think the idea behind him coming in was, well, he, he kicked ass on the two Avengers movies. He'll do well here. Right. And it was just a different movie. Yeah. Like, especially after seeing the Snyder cut, it's like, for me, I felt that everything that I hated about the theatrical was fixed in this one. I completely agree. Completely agree with that. Interesting. Like, I hated in the theatrical how, like... You don't get to meet Cyborg beforehand, and like you, um, you don't like other if unless you watch the Flash TV show. I mean, which a lot of people do, but yeah. same time, it's like that's the first time that Flash is being introduced in the universe. Flash TV show is oddly decent. Yeah, well, yeah. I know Flash season Arrow. last half of season six wasn't that great, but oh, I'll yeah. digress on that. That's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole thing. other bag of nuts. <laughs> um, but for someone who like didn't keep up with the shows or anything, or like doesn't. It, does not establish themselves as much in the lore. I feel like the Snyder Cut gave every person in that movie their time. Like, which, yes. you know, like the four hours, yeah, obviously they're going to get the time. But, like, I got to actually know a little bit more about Cyborg. I got to know about, uh, what's Flash's actual name? Uh, Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Like, yeah. you know, I got to actually meet these people and see their struggles. Like, all, all the stuff with the uh, Cyborg, like, that was, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, that was nuts. I mm-hmm. loved all that. Like, and he's not just it some, like, robot. It how, how tough he... Like, how, how much of a god of, really, technology he is. Yeah, like... Because mm. with the theatrical, he didn't really meet everybody else's level. No, he's just a robot. Like, and, that's what he looked like. And on on Twitter and, and all the other stuff, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, came out and was talking about Joss Whedon and, and all that. And after seeing the Snyder Cut, I understand, like, the side of him kind of feeling left out. Right. Um, and that was that was something that was really refreshing. Another thing that I didn't like about the theatrical was that they were just like, here's the mother boxes, they're powerful, Steppenwolf is looking for them, and that's it. And that's it. And a mm. fight. And, yeah. you know, after seeing that, it's like, you know, yes, the Marvel formula works. And yeah. I understand you don't want to do it that way, but it might be the only way to really do it. After seeing the Snyder Cut, that's kind of what he did just in one movie. Yeah. No, absolutely. They explained the mother boxes. Mm-hmm. And that was something, too. I wanted a cyborg movie before then because he's based off the mother box. Right, right. And so actually getting that backstory and seeing more about the mother boxes, that was one of the things I was like, cool. All right, I'm in. Yeah, makes sense. I feel like if they had gone the Marvel route and given everyone their due time with their own goddamn movies, I think I would have enjoyed this more. They were they were just too anxious. Mm-hmm. They just wanted they, to They jumped the, the gun. Yeah, yeah, for real. I so my general thoughts about this about this film. <laughs> Zack Snyder knows he knows how to run an action sequence. Like agreed, he does. Tight. Yes, he knows how to do some cool freaking world building and um and shots. One thing I noticed about the entire four hours of this movie is every shot looked very purposeful. 
Um, and there's that there's that whole thing where that that whole film thing where it's like you should be able to pause at any point and print it and put the shot up on your wall as a piece of art like oh. and hmm. um that, that's something some people say about i don't fucking know i'm not a film <laughs> critic but that's the thing i've heard is that like i would i would subscribe to that sense, idea yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and i felt i felt that way about the film i felt that every every shot was purposeful so i felt he's really talented really skilled at cinematography and action sequences he's fucking awful at emotional context and the script writing was just good. Um, script was pretty rough. I'm yeah, gonna give the you script, that. The script was bad. Okay, I wanna, I wanna, ex- I, I, I don't wanna bring down the tone here, but I <laughs> need to get this out as to explain to you just how flat emotionally this film felt to me. I lost my mother in November of last year. And as a result, I cannot watch films like Coco and Onward and just generally like Parents Dying. Yeah. Not not cool for me in media right now. I right. did not give a fuck about the five people who had their parents <laughs> die in this not movie. Goddamn. By the time I got to like the third piece of exposition with someone's fucking parents talking at them while they do something cool, I'm like, will you shut the hell up about your dead parents already? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And if I'm saying that about your movie, you fucked up. Right. I'm sorry for all my swearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you heard episode one, you know, or about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that part of it for me is I I didn't get any emotional context for anything throughout the whole film. And so the action sequences were really cool, but I didn't care. There was no there were no stakes in any of them. I appreciated them aesthetically and I was like, wow, this might have must have taken a lot of uh cool choreography and really good uh effects to to do, but I don't care. <laughs> on, on like yeah. an emotional level, I just don't care about any of it. And I think part of the issue was that they they went with the Marvel formula with the the boxes and stuff. And I was just like, this just tracks as an infi- as Infinity War with a less interesting villain. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and and so I had I had trouble with the stakes, especially after Superman came back. I was like, okay, I don't have to care anymore. Like, <laughs> well, Superman's back. <laughs> one of the one of the things that I hated about the other one, about the the old one, uh, <laughs> is you know they're they're kind of having a rough time. Superman comes in, kicks Steppenwolf's ass. That's it. It's right. Like, all and you needed again. was Superman all along. Right. This actually felt like he came in and helped. But there was other stuff going on after. I did... I, I think that that was well done. I think that you do make a good point there. Like, yeah, Superman kicked ass, but they had the other thing going on that needed the other heroes to do. And I, yeah. Yeah, I appreciated that. Um, I also like that Steppenwolf, while being the main villain of the movie, was clearly not the main villain of, of the universe. Yeah. Sure. Of, of the you entire story. You got the Darksider glimpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I did like that. And I, you know, I, I like Darkseid and it's... Once we get into like the the ending part of the movie, there's some stuff with that. But yeah, sure. Um, I but liked... I don't. I didn't have any context for Darkseid either. I, it was just like he's a bigger bad. Yeah, um, that, he's that's a, something. He's a Thanos of their world, mm-hmm. and he thrives and turns people from um, based off of their fear mm-hmm. and their um, negative emotions. Mm, okay. And so, kind of, I guess, kind of getting into that now. One of the things that we also get is more on Lois Lane. Like, okay. Instead of her just being the big guns, she's already there. She's mm. already at the um, like Heroes Square, I think it's called. Right. Um, right. So it's it's 
Um, for me, it felt more emotionally better than just, okay, Alfred, bring in the big guns. <laughs> um, right. You know, there's Joss Whedon there for you. But Her journey makes a lot of, uh, does make sense. It tracks. And like... it's it's very subtle. Like, um, when she wakes up, you see a pregnancy test in her, right. um, in her drawer. And then at the end, um, when Batman has bought the bank, because he can't buy a house... Right. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he just says, "Hey, congratulations on the news." And that's really all that we get from that. And it's really Shoot, I subtle. Missed that. I missed the news part. I saw the pregnancy test and I was like, "Are we going to get a follow-up to that?" And, and I guess I just missed the follow-up. And it makes so much sense after seeing that too cuz they his his goal was kind of injustice within his own story. Mm-hmm. The injustice storyline of Lois is dead, she was pregnant, and with Darkseid feeding off of the fear, that's how he got Superman. His hope, his fe- his hope was gone. His fear was risen, right. and he was broken. And Darkseid took a hold of that. Interesting. Okay. So when we get that nightmare scene at the end, it does make more sense, and that's why I was more excited for it because I was like, "This, I never thought I'd see that in in a movie." Right. Um. And you know, at this point, we probably never will either. Right. But right. It was nice to see that that was his plan. The en- the epilogue, I kind of hated. I was I had an opposite reaction. You ran it. I didn't need any of the last the 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 dream sequence. Like I didn't need any of that. Having thing is is if we were getting more movies, yes, that makes. I would agree. Like okay. for the scene, it was yeah. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed this movie because I understand that there's probably not going to be more. Mm. So when I did see that, I was like, this is a cool scene. But now I'm pissed off because I'm not going to get any more. Sure. Right. Um, I did, I did like, I think, probably my favorite line of the entire movie comes from Batman in that sequence. Let me guess. It's like, when I kill you, and, and I, I will, it, when I, I will, will fucking I kill you. I will fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's such, it's well delivered. And yeah. it's just, and when Cyborg uh, is talking to Wonder Woman, and he's like, fuck the world. It's like, that's right. This is rated R. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. if he intends violence and blood. Um, you know, hadn't gotten to me before. Actually, yeah, a lot of blood in this one. Like, you don't see, a, like, it's not like, absolute gore, but, but yeah, there's, when someone there's gets blood shot, stuff, you yeah. see the spray. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the pause, there were, there are a couple positives for me. I think Barry Allen is the Flash. Who, who played him? Ezra um, Miller. Ezra Miller. He, whenever he was on screen and doing stuff, I'm like, I get, got the same feelings as like a really good Marvel movie. Like, yeah, I, he was, I loved his character. He gave me the Tom Holland vibe. Yeah. He gave me a huge Tom Holland vibe. He was executed so well. And he brought some much needed levity to just the annoying brooding of everyone else. Sure. Um, Yeah. No, he he was the lighthearted character. He needed to be in that. My problem with DC is I feel like I, I was never a comic book nerd. Um, but I feel like from what I've well, from what I've gathered and from the few comics I've read that they really shined with their kind of grittier stories. They do, and that's yeah. their unique selling point as opposed to Marvel. I feel like like the um, what's that really famous Batman comic, The Killing Joke? Yeah, some like stuff like that. And I wish I'd seen more actual gritty stuff and not just uh, not just heroes being like saying gritty stuff at each other well, <laughs> you know what i mean it's, <laughs> like it's they walked such a fine line because like even though that was made like in in theory or the heart of it 
those movies were made for us, like mm-hmm. dudes in yeah. their 30s, right? Mm-hmm. But like they still had to make them for kids too. And like, that's that's I think that's where it went wrong too is they they brought in Zack Snyder and Man of Steel was well, I think I'm talking about Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Yeah. Oh, Marvel, right, right. Well, actually I'm talking about both to be mm-hmm. fair, but like in that <clears throat> moment that's what I was talking about <laughs> with with DC and Zack Snyder with Man of Steel. I thought that had a good balance of kind of some dark, kind of some light. It wasn't, you know, super it wasn't like a fun adventure, but it was a more serious story. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he breaks... Uh, he uh, breaks Zod's his, neck. Z- at mm. the end, but doesn't show it. Doesn't show it. <laughs> um, and then you have Batman Superman, which was just kind of super dark. Batman kills so many fucking people. Yeah. That- <laughs> no. Oh, my God. And I think that was... That could have been one of the reasons Warner Brothers decided to go with Joss Whedon is they're like, well, this is getting too dark for us for how mm. we feel we should market this. Right. And it's like, yes, you want to have a wider audience. Right. But you don't want to sacrifice the heart of the movie. You don't want to sacrifice the movie itself right. yeah. to try and do that. And I feel like that's what they did with, with the theatrical. And I have... No. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Coach. No, I was going to say, like, that it's a shame, too, because, like, I love Joss Whedon, you know? But, yeah. like, he does have a humor in his yeah. writing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and... And that was something, too, is Joss Whedon, his Justice League was comedy for the sake of comedy. Right. Like, like the um, moment with Aquaman sitting on the lasso. You know, yes, right. it was funny, but it was it was just kind of there. Yeah. With those, you know, kind of quick, funny moments in the Snyder Cut, it was situational. Sure. And yeah. so it, it felt different. It wasn't just, oh, ha, ha, ha. It was like, oh, you know, that's that's funny because this is a this is, a this is happening moment. and it's real. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, it's like when uh, Batman throws the batarang and Flash, like, can I keep this? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, that makes sense. Not just like, oh, hey, stepped on your toe. Ha ha, boom. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, that the, those successes were in 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 this cut. The, they came off really well. Like the I the scene on on the rooftop when when he's like, oh, they just they just left. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's rude. rude. I, I, la- I actually laughed. I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that that's a really good nod to like superhero tropes like, yeah i liked that that was it's just like in um the dark knight rises when catwoman does it to batman he's like so that's what that feels <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i think i think one of the issues i have is i don't think batman belongs in a superhero movie you think it should be his own kind of more of an his own thing and that's i think that's one of the reasons that the uh the dark knight series was so good is, was because they weren't superhero movies. There were no yeah, people with they powers. They were Batman movies. They, they mm. were movies about Batman. They It allowed you to have the grittier world. Um, but I think that there's two problems with when you put Batman in a superhero movie. And it's that he's outclassed by everyone. And you have to invent MacGuffins in order <laughs> yeah, for him to right. not be. What's your superpower? Feel... I'm rich. Yeah. Right. And that, that part of it, too, is like, ugh, okay, like... <laughs> After the Dark Knight, where we had him, like, yeah, he's rich, but he also did, like, serious yeah, training. trained yeah. as an assassin in a tunnel. When, like, <laughs> Yeah. But, and then this one, he's just like, uh, I don't know, I'm rich. <laughs> it was a, it was a kind of a fun line, but also, like, yeah, he, whenever he was in a fight scene, he just spent the whole time getting his ass kicked or shooting a gun, and it was super boring. Um, and, like, he had oh, some of the actually- tech... Now, it's a good point. you point that out, like, yeah, Batman did not kick a lot of ass in the he, Snyder Cut. When yeah. he was in a vehicle, he did some cool stuff. Sure, yeah. but, but he had to be in a vehicle. In a goddamn murder tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
but so that that part of it like so i think as part of the superhero formula if you're gonna have someone who doesn't have powers tony stark wait works way better than batman Agreed. Um, and Batman's supposed to be like their Captain America, but with when, without the powers. And yeah. When you know the early days of Batman, it was yeah, he's he's just got the gadgets. Yeah, and now right. it feels like you need something else. To, yeah. to really give that to him, to and that's really why I think he should. That that's why I kind of after the Dark Knight series, I I kind of just want to be like, can we put Batman away? Like, can we and be done? Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um. And, you know, we say that, and sometime later this year, next year, we've got the Batman mm-hmm. with, uh, with Robert Pattinson yeah. coming out. Oh, but God, yeah. The, the thing is, is they, Warner Brothers said, Batman will never be on the silver screen, meaning the TV. Mm. And one, this is, in a way, exactly that. And right. they kind of, you know, they had Batman, kind of, but not really in um, Titans, which is also on HBO Max. Mm. And so they're right. really toying that line. But I feel like they feel, well, Batman is one of our biggest characters, so we yeah. have to use him. Yeah. And, and I like, get it. Like, you've got the IP, it's popular, you use it. And so, like, yeah, I, I think that it may, you know, I know why he's there, I, I just, I wish he wasn't. <laughs> now, as far as the, like, where it was supposed to go, Zack Snyder's been doing some interviews, and he's kind of been talking about what his plan w- would have been. With the with following movies. movies, yeah, um, and the second one would have would have felt more Infinity War, where Darkseid comes, mm-hmm. they lose, Lois right. dies, um, and it's Batman's fault, mm. right? And then the third one is where that um, Flash coming into um, like doing the time travel, time travel. Like, it's all about Lois. Lois is the key, uh-huh. and Batman was going to then kind of change that future mm. and sacrifice himself in lieu of Lois. Interesting. And then Lois yeah, and Clark's yeah. son would have become Batman in the end. Huh. Okay. Because he wouldn't have had any powers. Yeah. And it's like, his name would have been Bruce Kent. Right. And it was like, your Uncle Bruce would have loved this for you. Ta-da. And it's like... You know what is a story? I dig that. I'm, I kind of wish we. I wish that's what we'd gotten. I think that that's really neat, and I'm I'm down for Batman being in a story like that. Yeah. I think that part of my problem is that Batman also needs the grittier tone that I just don't. I'm not sure if you can necessarily pull off with, um, liter- literally Jesus in your movie. Yeah, and <laughs> um, cyborg who can apparently just hack into anything anytime anywhere <laughs> whether or not it should be hackable um and you know all these all these cra- crazy like world ending powers and stuff and then you've got you've got batman he, he just it doesn't suit the tone for me and i i th- yeah i just i wish i kind of wish they hadn't it hadn't been all about bringing superman back I yeah. think that it really Although it felt more purposeful in this one. Well, they focus on them being a team. Like that's the whole end fight too. Is that like they? I think they say does it three times in the fucking movie. Like they haven't faced us as a team. They haven't, yeah. they haven't yeah. seen us as a team. They haven't you know? seen us together. Together, yeah. it was one. You God, know, like, they just would not fucking stop. That line is fucking <laughs> everywhere in that movie. Um, but like that, I, it was about bringing Superman back. At the same time, like that's why like this cut is everyone got their moment to well, shine, and it felt like. Like in the theatrical, Batman was like, "We need to bring Superman back because I feel bad." And we yeah, need... fuck you. <laughs> the, in the Snyder cut, it felt like Superman is what we need yeah. in order to win. 
Right. There's a difference between saving the world and like, making yourself feel better. The reason right. Steppenwolf yeah. came. And th- this was something, too, is when the movie opens up, it opens with Superman's death and kind of his... Causing the... His mm-hmm. call of death causing the mother box to be done. Mm-hmm. Right. Also... 1,000 million bajillion percent better than a CG'd off fucking mustache. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. As um, soon as that star, I was like, cool, don't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I just, for me, I really wish they had committed to the emotional weight of Superman's death. I really wish they had done that, and I think there's a ton of ways you could have gone and had him stay dead. And I, I just, I think that it undermines a ton of their of what they tried to do emotionally with their con- with their content about grief sure uh, and people yeah. people dealing dealing with grief and i think that it, it, it that's what i kind of what i mean when i talk about tonal whiplash where it's just like we have these two very very different things where on the one hand we have heroes grappling with with grief in their personal lives uh but then like the wider the kind of the mirror of that grief is like the grief that everyone is feeling the heroes the world his family about superman slash clock dying but they they just turn that on its head and completely undermine right. the meaning yeah. of all of it and it's you know all I mean? better yeah yeah now it's all better except for the dream or whatever like, but, right. and, and maybe it would have been better for superman to stay dead they still defeat steppenwolf but then dark side comes back and finds a way to do it instead and then he bring he raises Superman. Well, that's what the Green Lantern's for at that point. Mm, and gotcha. I, I don't want to get into like a who would win in a fight <laughs> conversation. That's not right. That's for next yeah. when we do Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> I'm save. I'm pimping all that up for then. Couple of notes. The like a couple of my like final thoughts. The soundtrack was odd. It was. I, felt, I actually don't remember any music was, at all. Some, in some that of movie. the some of the music felt kind of weird, like the the those villagers singing as Aquaman entered it. Back yeah, the water. that was that was okay. It was more the background music that they chose with like songs with lyrics in movies. I'm I'm always like a it depends on the about. scene. It depends on the scene. I felt that like as a contained scene, each song felt decent. Like I'm like okay, this fits this scene, but as a as a movie soundtrack, as a whole, it's super disjointed and weird. It was more... I did notice that many of the characters had their own themes in their, like, badass moments. Mm, mm. Um, you got to, to hear the Wonder Woman theme. And for me, I love Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. So getting to hear stuff from Man of Steel warmed my heart. Because yeah. I love <laughs> that soundtrack. Well, those those tracks, when, Han, when Hans comes in, the, yeah, those were, that was badass. There were some really cool moments, but... Then you just have some like songs, some weird songs, and then fucking hallelujah at the end and the end credits legitimately made me made me angry because I'm like, (laughs) hold the fuck up, you did not earn the emotional weight of this song. (laughs) Hallelujah, and I feel like Zach really likes that song too because it shows up in Watchmen. Mm. Oh yeah, in the trailer for the Snyder Cut, and then shows Mm. up there at the end as well. Yeah, I feel like in Watchmen they kind of earned it. This movie yeah. didn't earn it. This yeah. movie did not earn Hallelujah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I did like, as far as the Flash, like going from the theatrical to this one. Obviously, he's a lot more fleshed out of a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you get more information. You get more scenes with his dad. Um, but he even says, like, you can tell that he's been doing it a while at least. Yeah. Even if he trips and he's still newer at it, he comes out and says, he's like, 
well, I have a rule and I yeah. try not I to try break not it. To break yeah. it. And, yeah. and it's cool because it means that he's done something that he's fucked up. Yeah, he's like, he understands oh, why. Yeah. And so that scene at the, the end where he does, like, everything does kind of explode. And then you see him reverse that time. That was super. He cool was to the see. most human of the heroes, and it's because he does he does that stuff happen. Like the time when he trips, he just mm-hmm. like trips for no reason, and like you could pass that off as just like um, clumsiness, a, clumsiness, or a dumb moment, or like a you know that was just for laughs. But I think that was an actually really important moment because it contextualizes his powers a little bit yeah he's like, like he's yeah he's learning. moving that fucking fast he's mm-hmm. gonna trip from time to time like yeah. and i i really appreciate it. i i felt that the trip i at first i thought it was just like a a bit of comedy mm-hmm. but i ended up being like that's actually a super smart and strong character moment for him both personally and for his powers so i i felt he was the strongest hero by far, the strongest character in the film was definitely Barry Allen. In my I opinion. definitely had a much flatter um, experience with that because when he did it, all I could think about is like playing D anD D, and you've got a character, <laughs> and you just roll like, that one. Yep, who's like, this is all he does. This is what he's about. I'm a monk, got a sixty foot move speed. Got to do this acrobatics check and fuck it up. <laughs> like that's that's all I could think about in that moment. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. The one thing, I think, one of the things that annoyed me most was the exposition. The the really bad narration over scenes that would otherwise be kind of cool. Um, Wonder Woman does it. Um, mm. Who else does it? There's like three, three or four different characters. Cyborg's got a couple. Cyborg's yeah. got yeah, a couple. Quite a few. Um, well, he has to because we've never met him up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like... And the, I think it's when Wonder Woman was explaining the war, the ancient war, I'm just like, wow, she is really phoning in this exposition, and it just <laughs> ruins yeah. the whole feel of the scene. I feel like, having watched this movie afterwards, I feel like I was hooked up to the inside of like a 12-year-old's brain as <laughs> they explained what they thought a really cool superhero movie would be. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> because the movie... Just for me, it felt like it was a constant bombardment of, yeah, there's this really cool thing, but wait, there's this other really cool thing that happens, but wait, that's not all. There's another really cool thing. Don't forget to like blow your nose and your shirt. <laughs> like, like, well, it's like when the, the, the you've got the mother boxes, and I'm like, okay, that's that's the that's the MacGuffin or um and. and uh, the um, the Chekhov's gun and all that, all that sure. fancy language. Um, but then they're like, "Oh, but wait, we found this other, more world-destroying thing." And I'm the just like, really? equation. You really yeah, had yeah. to go like a step above the world is ending. Could we just not do that? That was one thing too that I didn't like. We needed more information on. I liked that there was something else other than the mother boxes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I still the, have no idea what the fuck it is. Like, I, I again saw yeah. something on Twitter. It was like, um, it was like, Darkseid forgot where Earth is. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I was gonna bring that up too. Like, all this super important shit was left on Earth, and he just fucks off in a space. And it was like five thousand years ago. And it takes just, like Superman's death. And the boxes right. being like, oh, hey, we can wake up before he remembers where he, like... Well, he still didn't remember he was told. Has he just... just uh, 
has just been like looking for his keys the whole goddamn time. Like, I don't know I about you guys, but I remember where I've gotten my ass kicked. <laughs> like that's that's a pretty clear memory in my head. It's like I like, don't forget. Depends I'm how drunk you, I was. I'm glad you brought up, brought up that point because yeah. a few times I was just like, it's, he why what? <laughs> I I did like seeing Darkseid, and I did like knowing that he was out there, and there was a reason. That Steppenwolf was doing this. Like, we got more info and backstory on Steppenwolf. Yeah. Whether that heightened or didn't heighten his character from the original is, is left to be seen. But yeah, I thought that the more that we got for him, the more we understood why Darkseid was there and yeah. why he was doing the Mother Boxes. Right. At least in the, in the theatrical, it was like, he's here, he's getting the Mother Boxes because he can put them together and something will happen. Yeah, like oh shit, <laughs> and so yeah. like again, I I liked it because we got I, what I felt was information that we should have gotten from the first one, and stuff that that would have made the first the the original better. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, and this is just kind of a quick thing. Yeah. Though it was presented in four three or as close as it can four three oh, format. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna bother me. Um, just yeah, I didn't I watched even it on my notice. TV. After like five minutes, I was like, I Same. just got used to it. I it was fine. I didn't. It didn't hinder the experience. No, yeah. not at all. And and I was talking to to Nathan earlier, and I I said that maybe it was because it was meant for IMAX. Maybe yeah. that's what I read. I Is I that read why? that they did. Um, what did they do? They did a movie. Zach did another movie where they shot it partially in that. Um dimension and then partially in the normal the um, aspect punch? ratio i don't remember i don't remember which movie that sounds it was. right i know they did some weird shit but they got punch. some feedback from imax audiences where they were like hey when it filled the whole screen it was really cool why wasn't that the whole movie like and that was one of the reasons i liked infinity war and endgame is they were the first movies ever to be 100 percent filmed with imax cameras right mm. um something that you know the dark knight Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. um, even Interstellar, like you mm-hmm. notice those changes. Yeah, it's yeah. very uh, clear. And so to see this like this, I would have loved to see this in an IMAX theater. Yes, yeah. it's four hours long. Um, it is broken up into six different parts, which I thought was cool because I know they were originally planning on bringing it out. I as did a like the chapters. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy uh, the chapters. And the, you know they they were about even, about forty minutes, give or yeah. take a piece. Yeah, that was fine. Um, and I I did like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good. I feel like I'm like right in between you guys as far as <laughs> my opinion on it. I think it's a good time to kind of just like final spark notes. Um, would you would you recommend it and why or why not? I'm gonna start with you, Brandon. I would say yes. Um, I was not one of those that was gung ho about like let's release the Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut, <laughs> give it to me. I kept up with it and I was yeah. like, you know, yes, he would have had a different vision, and I had read what his vision was going to be, mm-hmm. you know, in 2018. And so when I heard that this was coming out, I was excited because I was finally going to get to see what I read. Mm-hmm. And some of that stuff did make it into the movie. Uh, for I, Initially, I was planning on splitting it two and two hours because mm-hmm. um, I didn't get home until after 10 that Thursday <laughs> night. Oh, um, no. And I hit the two-hour mark. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. Let's do it. I, I watched mine all the way through, no problem. And that was another hours, bit, too, is I was like, I have the ability to watch it all as one. It's, 
And it, when it comes down to it, and again, this is why I like directors, is if this is how he wanted us to watch it, that's that's how I'm going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, there's not an intermission break of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of quick t- thing real quick, too. Um, the Justice is Grey edition. Um, the mm. black and white version is going to make it make its way to HBO Max as well. Interesting. Um, so, Wait, is the same movie in black and gray? Same movie, just black and white. They did that with Logan as well. And it is a slightly different experience. I, actually, that makes sense. I could see it for Logan. For Logan, yeah. I like that, it. That makes yeah. sense. This, mm-hmm. there's this so maybe much, not. There's so much fighting, explosions, and DC <laughs> shit. Like, who wants yeah. to watch a sci-fi battle in black and white? But I, I would if... You like DC if you like the characters, and you want something that was better than the 2017 Justice League. If you want to see what it would have been, if what it should have been, mm. I would recommend it. If you're on the fence, or if you're like, four hours is a bit much, maybe it's not for you. Mm. I'm a big superhero, just kind of big movie fan. And my thing is, is if, you, if you're going to give me something for four hours, and I'm going to watch it for four hours... You got to make it worth it. To me, mm-hmm. it felt worth it. Mm-hmm. Unlike the three and a half hour Irishman, which are just yeah. slow. You didn't like the Irishman? I did not like the Irishman. All it right. could have been an hour and a half. I'd have been fine. Mm. Fair. With okay. with Justice League Snyder Cut, the four hours I felt was justified because we got more backstory. Because we got... Because it basically made sense more. The whole mm. story made a lot more sense right. and less jumbled together. Ben... Although we have kind of differing opinions about it, I actually 100% agree with your summary. I think that uh, although I am mad about <laughs> about a lot of it, like not like mad, but like I there's a lot about it that I didn't like. Um, however, I don't I don't want my four hours back, and I did sit through it all, and I. Uh, there were a few. There were definitely some parts of the movie where I was like, "We didn't need this. Why is like why is this going on for so long?" I did check the time a couple times. Yeah. Um, however, I I think I agree with you. I think that if you're a fan of DC and if you're just a fan of superhero movies in general, or you were disappointed with the original version and you wish it had been better, this is better uh, from what I've heard. I never saw the original, but it's it's a it's an okay super... It's the okayest four hours I've spent <laughs> in a while. It was okay. I did... It was cool. It, it did not engage me emotionally. Like, not one iota did right. it engage me emotionally. But... It's like you watched four Transformers movies in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it very... Like, I respect a lot of the art that went into a lot of what they did uh, in the technical aspects of the film. Hated the writing, didn't feel any emotional impact from literally anything, um, and as someone who is very sensitive to emotional films right now, that's, like, coming from me, I feel like that's kind of a, oof, mark against you. Um, <laughs> right. I, um, I, I have kind of an issue with if you need a four-hour cut to fix your film, uh, I don't know about point. that. Anyway, that's... I in in summary, if you like this sort of thing, I think it's pro- might be worth it. But if you have any reason to look at it sideways, maybe maybe skip it. Cool. All right, Josh. Mine is actually pretty basic and to the point. 
If you felt cheated in the movie theater, watch it. Mm. If you didn't care, don't bother. Fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's really if you felt cheated, you need to watch it. If you didn't care either way, you don't you don't need to spend the four hours. That's a good point. That's a good way to, that's it's, good way to bring it. It's a commitment. It's like someone sits you down and is like, hey, do you want to watch Return of the King? Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. but I, like, I want to need to plan to do that. You know, that's not just a like random Tuesday night, you know, before bed. Like, yeah, let's, you know, let's pop on uh, Return of the King, you know. <laughs> um, I will say that was one thing, too, is, is uh, the multiple endings, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did get that feeling. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I I wish I could delve more into it, but that's it. Felt right. cheated? Watch it. If you don't, if you didn't, don't bother. Yeah. All yeah. right. I think so. And if you're if you're exhausted by superhero movies, then yeah, you, yeah, this one will exhaust you more. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. All right. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Ben, for coming on the maple. Yes, thank uh, you, maple so potato. That was, a, that was that was just great. Yeah, I yeah. love that. This was when fun. you said you t- started talking about Ryan the Last Dragon, I was like. Oh, this might not go as right. as, as I, I shot planned. Brandon. A, I shot Brandon a <laughs> so shooting it, grin. Like it, did, it gave me a lot to think about too. Like you, you did bring up some very good points, right. and that's one of those things. Is the first time watching something for me. I'm watching it, and I'm just I'm trying to pay attention and and get through everything and yeah. understand everything. The second time is when I usually pick it apart. I didn't used to be so critical about movies, but as a parent of a young child, my time is very, very, very <laughs> precious. Yeah, but so my buddy if you're not agree. giving me a good time, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be bitch and moan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna complain. So like that's I feel like I'm likely gonna be more critical about most things just be because of that fact of my yeah, life. Yeah, that makes sense. Um and I'm I think that like as much as I as much as I can be very harsh, I'm of the opinion that gatekeeping is bad and if you liked a movie, I'm super fucking happy for you. Like yeah. I think that that <laughs> is real. your opinion is valid. If you liked it and I didn't, cool. Yeah, I'm right. not going to say that you have, Yeah, I'm there's more to, I'm not going to say you have bad taste. There we could, you know, it, 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 art is subjective. What we can have different opinions <laughs> about it? No, no. Um, so that's that's where I come from. I I enjoy being critical. I enjoy picking things apart, but I in no way wish to like reduce anyone's joy. Yeah, exactly. So this you was like fun. That you're an idiot. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not what we're about. Yeah, this was super fun. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Uh, where can where can people find you? Ben? Uh, we are on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV slash maple and potato uh and you can also find us on twitter uh same thing on twitter twitter.com slash maple and potato and those are our main yeah platforms perfect yeah so i run both those accounts together with my wife and we do our best to be wholesome and stuff and it is a hundred percent wholesome there's <laughs> <laughs> a video of you guys gardening it's great <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm josh i'm brandon i'm ben slash maple there you go. <laughs> and this has been the What's Streaming Podcast. We will see you in two, two weeks. weeks. Oh, that felt dirty. Oh. <laughs> Hope you liked it. <laughs> so.